right. Welcome back to another episode of Sky U Pod. The Gophers are coming off a dominating win for Maryland, 34-16. to They've now won three in a row, tied for the lead in the Big Ten West, and technically hold the tiebreaker as of right now. Spencer, Max, how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Doing good? Yeah, really good. Um, you know, this Gopher team, you know, after that Bowling Green, treacherous loss, honestly, um, has definitely shown improvements, I would say, on all sides of the ball. Um, we see Tanner Morgan getting the ball in the air a little more. I feel like that's some coaching, but obviously I feel like he's playing a little better. Running game is stepping up. Three backs had touchdowns last game, including Kramer, who threw a touchdown, I believe, right? He, or he ran in a touchdown. Um, that was awesome. Defensively, just night and day from last year. I got to tell you, boys, um, I just kind of want to start there if, if we're okay with that. Um, compared to yeah. last year, you know, when we literally got blown out on the ground, um, we literally, you know, just – limited them to 268 yards of total offense, 91 of which came on the drive in the final minutes of the game, um, which is kind of like a garbage touchdown. Yeah. Um, just night and day. I mean, we look a year ago, we surrendered 281 rushing yards to Maryland. We remember that game. That was just an embarrassment. And, you know, this game to, to hold them to 79 rushing yards, I mean, that's just – to me, that's just unbelievable, especially, you know, looking just a year later from how we were even from, you know, at the beginning of the season. I was really proud of that. Great effort by the D. D line is just looking great. Containing um, to his little brother was, you know, huge, I thought. D line's getting a push there. I mean, I think that we're really firing on all cylinders, you know, defensively. And I think at this point, we're one of the top I'm reading it here. We came into the game ranked sixth in the country in run defense with 86.8 rushing yards a game. We limited them to 79 rushing yards. I think this defense is for real, fellas. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. I mean, they've they've definitely improved. Um, you could probably – I'm sure some people will point to the teams we've played, but, I mean, Nebraska's sure. offense has been very productive at times. Um, Maryland, though they've – obviously they're down some athletes, but – Still having Tagovailoa, like he can create plays too. So, and just comparing against like our Gopher team, like especially from last year and the first few games this season, I mean it's night and day, especially with the run defense. Um, the linebackers, I gotta shout out Jack Gibbons again. That dude has been playing phenomenally. Had ten tackles again last game. Um, yeah, it just feels like they're just kind of clicking right now. It's not like game in, game out. You're kind of you're kind of asking yourself, okay, what? What defense, what team were we going to see? It's it's just the gopher defense is back a little bit. Yeah, the big thing to me was uh, holding them to 79 total rush yards. Um, seems like, Spencer, you, men- you mentioned it last year. They just absolutely were gashing us, um, you know, every time they ran the football. Th- this D-line, I can't talk about enough how much they've stepped up since I was kind of like, I don't know, waiting to see more of them. And really, this could probably be said for the whole defense overall just this defense is finally playing how we were hoping it would be playing at the start of the season they've seemed to be in to have found their groove they got a little bit of rhythm going and the d line they just if they've won pretty much i mean at least the last four matchups even even the loss to uh bowling green uh, they they've been winning the battle up front the d line is i thought done a tremendous job just making it so easy for People like Gibbons and Sorry Marin, and it just the linebackers look how much better they look when they have like good defensive line play in front of them. That uh, starts, you know, Thomas Rush, Boy Mafe, all of them, Pickney, you know, all those guys that are getting in. MJ Anderson again continues to be a solid player. Um, yeah, I just I can't I can't understate how much better they've gotten. And uh, you know, as we're getting in, we're getting in the the key stretch here for a Big Ten football play, so. Yeah, they're they got to be feeling pretty good, and and they should. They've they've played really well. As far as pointing out our opponents, and like, yeah, Maryland was down, guys, but I don't know how you you know dominate them any more than they kind of did. You know, like, yeah, the test might have been easy, but they still crushed the test. So I I, yeah. I don't know what else you're like really wanting to see. Not not mm-hmm. that 
not saying you, Max, that you are, but you know, just as fans in general. Um, and yeah, like you, like you brought up, Spencer, a lot of their yards that they did get was on that final drive, and we were mixing some, you know, younger guys in that final drive just to get some playing time, which is good. But yeah, they did get that touchdown at the end, but it really didn't matter. And yeah, I don't think it really. Uh, you know, it was thirty-four sixteen, but it actually felt like a lot larger margin than that. I thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that was. I thought. I think it's important too to point out statistically and exactly to your point, Kurt. Maryland didn't score a second half point until their very last possession, and it was a 91-yard drive that they put together when it was 34 to 10. Now, granted, yeah, 91 yards, they still moved the ball, they did it. But our defense, in the last couple of games, when the game is at hand and the game is won, like we just kind of go into this little shell, which is fine, I guess, whatever. But it's kind of like you mean our defense was. Like, like our defense just kind of lets them, like if our defense play their normal strategy and it, with the same intensity, which I, why would you, I guess at that point, but it's kind of like, it's not like their offense actually moved 91 yards against our defense. If that right, makes sense. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't know why they went to the kind of like the shell either. I, I don't have, I wish I had this in front of me. Do we know what time on like what the time was on the clock when they got that ball back? That's the only thing I can think. In their mind, thinking, hey, as long as we don't give up the quick one-play score here, make them drive down and waste all the time, you know? So it didn't really, mm-hmm. that didn't bother me as much as, like, how the one um, against Nebraska did when you're only up, you know, <laughs> you're only up two scores right. there, and that was just boom, boom, boom. I thought this one was a little bit different, but I, you know, I Agreed. completely agree. I, I, I'd like, especially when you're mixing in those young guys, just kind of play your normal defense, how you would be playing in the, you know, normal in a normal game situation, they're not a blowout just so they get the reps like that and not so they're just playing kind of more of a pre-event, which is still important. You still need to practice, but, you know, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, yeah. and there was there was 4.44 on the clock, up 44.10, yes. so I'm sure that, yeah, they were just kind of like... Yeah, I, I get what they're th- I get what they were thinking, and I also I also understand what you're saying, but I'll take that. Um, <laughs> I'll take that performance in general. Um, you know, Talking about getting some guys experience, though, maybe a little bit of a weird transition, but let's just talk about the end of the first half. I think that's oh, kind of where most of our complaints will, will yeah. come from. Um, EJ explained the decision to kick the field goal, basically saying he didn't want to take a sack to you know lose the, the field goal shot. But weren't we on like the, it was going to be like a 30-yard field goal, was it not? Yeah. 30, 35? 37? Anyway. 38-yard field goal attempt. Is it 38 yard field? That's what we did, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't get... Because you're only up... You're only up, you know, by a score at that point. I don't understand the benefit of having a quarterback as experienced as Morgan when we're not even allowing him to, like, take a shot at the end of the first half when you have downs to do it or... You know, you got to have to, you have to have trust in that quarterback, your, you know, fourth year quarterback to not take those sacks or make those mistakes. And the way Tanner's been playing as of late, I would, I would have trusted him. And if you're really that worried about it, don't you, can't you just quick shout out a reminder to him? I mean, you stand at the line for like 30 seconds, like, hey, say, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it makes it too obvious for the defense, but still, there's no reason you couldn't have ran a fade, Dotman Bell. You know, like a quick throw, a quick out, just something safe where either my guy gets it or nobody gets it. Um, yeah, it was way too conservative. Um, you know, I'll let you guys jump in on that. But then also, I, I'm back to having very little faith in special teams. Like, it's back to where I felt at the be start of the year. Like, I just don't, at least in the field goal kicking game, I just don't yeah. have faith in it at all. I, you know, I thought about this after the game. I guess. It really irritated me. I I guess what I was getting from it all is TJ's thinking, okay, we get the ball at half. If we go up three, that'll be great. But don't you want to step on the gas here? You have an opportunity to get in the end zone. And like you said, Kurt, you have a senior at quarterback who's been doing this. Given an opportunity to get six on the board there, I don't understand it. Other thing is, this has kind of been how PJ has been in these situations. Um just historically he just doesn't really go for for those I don't know why he just he just doesn't do it he's a really conservative guy when it comes to these these sort of things um I don't 
I don't know why he does it, but it's just seemed like it's been how he approaches these situations. Um, can't, he can't get away with it later. And he he's not, exactly. Like, he's like, not going to get away with it against a good Iowa and a good Wisconsin team. Probably not gonna, against Indiana either. But What's going to happen when it's a situation where we actually need points like this, like, and we don't have practice in a game-time situation? Obviously, it's practice and practice, but it's different when you do it in the game. Why don't we treat it like, all right, treat this like we're down a score or something. Let's try and get six on the board here. It doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Right. Um, yeah, maybe and you didn't even need to. Didn't even need to like really treat it that way yet because you're only up a score. Like they're still within striking distance. You don't really know what adjustments they're going to come out with at the half. Like you're dominating right. them up front. Trust the O line has been playing their tails off, and they did the whole game. Shout out to the offensive line; they dominated. A uh, Keefe, um, I know not O line, but throw him in there too. He was destroying guys as usual. But trust the O line for one. You know, even if they blitz, you should be able to get one quick throw off, just whether it be fade or an out, just something, uh, maybe even a screen. If you're if you want to play it that conservative, conservative, why not a screen play? But um, yeah, that that is totally PJ shutting down the offense. There's no way the Oak Oak uh, offensive coordinator was calling the game the way he was and then just got in close and said, you know what, let's run the ball. That was 100 yeah, percent PJ. We've seen it before. Um, we're lucky it wasn't turned to six. They could have easily scooped that ball up and brought it in home. They really yep. could have. They just stumbled there. And that's just kind of like, to me, it's a slap in the face to PJ. Like, you got what was coming to you, man. Like, why? Like, that's the other part. Why are we playing for a field goal when our field goal unit, let's face it, has been pretty shaky? It, like, that's not like a safe thing. It, exactly. It's not like this guy's money. You know, like, all right, like, if you settle for three, if you're going to settle for three, you better be hitting that field goal, you know, no excuses. And yep. they get blocked. It's not like he shanked it. They got it blocked, almost returned for six. It's got to be cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we had the ball at the 19-yard line on first down with 30 seconds and a timeout, we ran it on the first play, took a timeout, ran it on the second play, let the clock run, like, and then clocked it. Like, why, if PJ, if what PJ said is actually the his thought, that he's afraid to, to take a sack from the 19 with a timeout. Yeah, exactly. Is he and dropping long, back like, 30 yards? Right. And how, when like, what kind of route are our guys running that he can't just take a quick drop and a fade to the end zone? Take a shot. Realistically, yeah. you could take three yeah. if you really wanted to from the 19. Are you kidding me? A pick in that situation is better than a blocked field goal attempt almost for six, in my opinion. It's just it's right. dumbfounding. I don't get it. But like if, yeah, like it's different if it's from the thirty or thirty-five, or you're kind of in that in-between zone where it's like, you know, we that's a big play you're gonna have to hit. Nineteen yard pass. In the red zone, man. Ugh. You have thirty seconds. It's not like you have like eight or ten where if something yeah. like you get if you catch the ball short or if something weird happens, it could run out of time. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like the worst case scenario playing for a field goal is zero points. The worst case scenario taking a shot, you could still get a field goal, zero points. Like why not go for the extra four? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's really is the, it's the kicking. I don't trust the kicking at all right now. Yeah. I, I threw the whole yeah. special teams under the, under the, under the bus there punting. You no, know, we barely had a punt. He had one, I think at the end, right? That was the yeah. that was the last one where they went ninety one yards. So a punt inside the ten, I'll take that. Um He has cleaned it up. Crawford, I feel like has yeah. cleaned it up a little bit from the beginning. I do need yeah. to see a little bit more granted I don't want to see more punts, but you know, just special teams overall is not just uh and, and that's what's gonna separate us winning these like you said, Kurt, we're gonna need stuff like that in these big upcoming games. Yeah. I mean, because I give Wisconsin and Iowa and Northwestern, who we play next week, that we'll talk about here. Like, I give them the edge and special teams just in general, just because they seem to be better coached, in, especially in those areas, than, than in us anyway. And I just, I don't know. It's got to get cleaned. I, we've talked about it <laughs> all the time. Everybody's talked about the kicking game here. For it's, it's a Minnesota sports thing to have kicking problems, but it doesn't stop with the Vikings. The Gophers have their fair share, too. It's just... Um, I, I don't know what else we need to say um, about it. Rob, maybe you need another assistant or something. 
like Rob Wagner can't coach kickers, like field goal kickers maybe. I don't know. But I don't want anyone to lose their job, but it, it's got to get fixed. And we've said this for at least a year, at least a year. Um, guys, let's get back into the good stuff on offense here quick. Andrew Morgan, 8 of 12. He didn't have to throw the ball really yeah. at all. Like I, it's, that no. Nothing was really on him. I thought he made some nice throws. Um, we did throw. We hit some big ones, right? Uh, Michael Brown-Stevens with the 35-yard catch. That was a big gain. Um, hitting uh, Bucky Irving in the flat and him turning upfield for 28. With a great block by Ottman Bell there. Yeah, yeah, the receivers were really good run blocking, mm-hmm. um, or just blocking in general. But Co'Keefe, uh making his one catch down the sideline for about 21 yards. Uh, just the plays were there. The play calling was, I thought, that was noticeably better than what we had seen, you know, a few weeks ago, say, against... I don't know. Even Purdue, I thought it's just gotten. It started with Purdue, and I think it's just got steadily and steadily better um, overall. Much better than it was in the Nebraska second half. And um, yeah, then we did just we did shut down the offense. Like we just said, we're going to run the ball. But I this time I can't really blame them. We ran the ball fifty six times, which is more. <laughs> that's more plays than Maryland ran in general. Is uh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, Kai Thomas, twenty one carries, hundred thirty nine yards. Irving, 15 carries, 105 yards. Bryce Williams, 13 carries, 48 yards. All three of those guys had a touchdown. Kramer, as Spencer said, had a touchdown. Um, yeah, we just dominated them up front. They couldn't stop it. I, I, I think the stat I saw was 23 straight runs to end the game on offense for the Gophers. I believe it was, it was like 21 or 23, I thought. But yeah, that's just that's just you know imposing your will on them up front, and that's. We thought we had the advantage in the trenches, and we definitely did on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I really don't have much else to touch on, Curry. You're right. Tanner Morgan, I thought he played well. He didn't, Like you said, he didn't have to throw the ball. If you're running the ball that successfully, keep, keep pounding, you know? I mean, in that case, I know we want to see a little diversity, but if that's working for you, by all means, keep pounding that ball. All those backs had lots of, you know, lots of attempts, touchdowns. Really proud of them. I guess on another note, Connor Olson, um, big guy up front, he started his 52nd straight game. That's a school record. Shout out to Connor Olson. He's a great player out there. Um, yeah, I just think everything on offense was do- going well. I, like you said, when um, Irving kind of turned up the, you know, the flat there, great blocking by Ottman Bell. You know, that's the difference between, you know, a 10-yard gain and whatever that gain was, you know, that's. That's huge. So, um, yeah, I really have nothing else to add on there, Curry. That's just a solid performance, I think. One thing to add about that that Irving play to the flat that's kind of that's kind of a nice thing to see. Just something different, right? Throwing it to the running back out in the flat. Just a nice little new wrinkle that the offensive has added. Um, mm-hmm. with Irving having the speed that he has. I hope we continue to utilize him like in the flat. Maybe even. Um, getting in some jet sweep looks or something, but yeah, he looks he looks very quick out there, especially just because Kai Thomas looks much more like a bruising back. Uh, he's shifty, but he is a bruiser. And then Williams also seems to be a little bit more of a power guy right now, and which is just so weird because he was just a tiny guy that year, that freshman year against Wisconsin. But he's just yeah, completely changed how style of runner he is. But yeah, all three of those guys, just a nice healthy mix. Um, you know, last week it was Bryce Williams with the most carries, and now this week he was he was the third most in carries, and now Kai Thomas had the most. Um, Irving and Thomas's runs back to back, where they both made a guy miss and then just kept trucking, you know, trucking forward. That was that was great to see, and I think that's the one. I can't remember which. I think Irving might have capped off that drive with the touchdown, but they were both back to back runs over ten yards, where they both just made multiple guys miss and couldn't be tackled. It was it's just sweet to see your true freshman doing stuff like that but yeah yeah i don't have too much too much else to add you guys kind of hit everything on the head um obviously we know mo and trey too would have been just as dominant on the ground but it's it's amazing to see these three guys step up at running back um and two just just kind of the way we've shifted the personnel a little bit to keep them fresh it seems like uh like like you alluded to kurt um bryce williams had the most carries two weeks ago this last week you know, it was kai it's and it's great too that we get to see these young backs step up and actually be productive too because it kind of 
gives everyone confidence to say, okay, we can rotate. We don't have to worry about, you know, what's what's Buck Irving going to do when he gets in the game? We have no idea. Um, and the other thing too, the offensive line has got to be loving this this play calling. I mean, coming. I mean, as a Big Ten team, yeah. the ground game is that much more important because everyone's big and strong and tough. And once it gets colder too, it gets just tougher to throw. Um, so yeah, I mean, offensively, can't not be happy with what you're seeing. Speaking of this run game, I think it will come very much in use next week against Northwestern, who gave up 294 yards rushing to the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, uh, Northwestern fell in Ann Arbor 7-33. Just kind of a tough go for them overall. Michigan did cover. I really didn't think they would. That blocked punt changed I it. Know. Sam got Sam got lucky. But anyway, Jeez. made the right pick. Um, fellas, uh, just beat up Northwestern team. Going to Northwestern though is always dangerous. Uh, just a sleepy, a sleepy atmosphere is how it's been described by a lot of players. So, because you know the stadium's basically empty half the time, more than half the time, it's empty most of the time. And then, you know, they just they still are so well coached. I never know what they're going to look like week to week. But after last week's game, I think it's safe to say they are definitely not Northwestern from two years ago. They are down this year. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the? On these guys, you know. Yeah, the go ahead, Max. I was gonna say the the run defense. I feel like typically you think of Northwestern, you think of a well coached, disciplined, tough team. But yeah, their run defense has been not the best this year. Um, I think I had the stat in front of me. Yeah, they're giving up 5.8 yards a carry and 252 yards a game on the ground. Um, uh, great. Which which works <laughs> out pretty well in our favor. Um, yeah. But and and to the being in Evanston, surprise, surprise, it's going to be partly cloudy, high of 56. Um, yeah. But at least it's a 2.30 kick. If it was an 11 o'clock kick, I'd be worried just because it's Evanston. But yeah. hopefully being an afternoon game, we get some time to wake up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, unless the, the grass is over a foot tall, which it could be, I don't see why we're not running for 2.50 again. Yeah. Yeah, this Northwestern team is... A lot different than what it was. I will say they are extremely well coached. Fitzgerald, he's a good coach, I think. He has his guys ready to play. They seem to be a little fast, you know, on defense. It's just they can't stop the run. They are 4-0 and allowing fewer than 200 rushing yards, I'm reading. Um, they just get beat up. They just can't, they just can't stop the run, you know. Um, I just... With how we've been running the football so effectively, especially with the loss of Ibrahim and Potts, I just can't foresee how, you know, we end up losing the game offensively. Now, defensively, looking at their, I guess, their offense, I, I still don't... I found a little bit of an offense. They definitely, yeah. you know, uh, is it Evan Hall? Is that his name? I yeah. think he's a decent back. He's from Maple uh, Grove, Minnesota. That's right. I knew that. Um, yeah, he, he hit the long one against Michigan there last week. They, they have a little bit of a run game. Um, I say that as in just cause their offense looked terrible at the start the last few weeks that seems to have found something, but I say that, and I know that I know they only put up seven on Michigan, but Michigan's a, Michigan's a really good defense, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, the, we're going to have to be fundamentally sound, but I just, I mean, our D line is playing so well. I, I really, I just have confidence in our in our ability to be able to stop them from from running the football. And you know, their quarterback is only fourteen of twenty nine. He had a pick, hundred yards, no no touchdowns, you know, thirty four point eight QBR. I just, I'm not really threatened by them offensively. They've really been looking for guys to be the playmakers. Um, yeah, I mean, Evan Hall, they're going to hand it to him. They're going to throw it to him. But I, I just don't think it'll be enough. Granted, the way we're talking about this is exactly how we wrote the Bowling Green game. And I hope the yeah. coaches bring that up because Northwestern is Bowling Green but on steroids. Like, Bowling Green but actually, like, better athletes. They are a better team than Bowling Green. Um, mm-hmm. Bowling Green's been getting, like, blown out by everybody, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed. I think it was Eastern Michigan yeah. last week. Anyway, yeah, I'll let it go eventually, but it's going to take time. Um, Northwestern is still forcing some turnovers. So that's something to watch out for. They're just, they play hard and it's never over until it's really over. Uh, the one game that looked like they maybe quit on is the Nebraska game. Nebraska was able to just come out and pound them. Uh, like we alluded to, they ran the football very well that day. 
Um, so yeah, we're going to have to come out with a good game plan, but the run game is there. We won't have to throw it a lot, which is good because maybe this is a little bit because their run defense is so bad, but Northwestern's pass defense has actually been pretty good again this year. Um, they're top 30 in the country in pass defense, but really don't think that'll be an issue. I'd be shocked if Tanner throws it over 20, 22 times. Um, I'm guessing he checks in at about like 17. That'd be my guess if I had to set the over under, but uh, yeah. Great. Um, I feel like we're just too relaxed about this game, and this is what happened with Bowling Green. <laughs> you can't, you can't look I, ahead here. Yeah. Well, right. No, I don't think anyone's looking ahead. Right. I'm, not looking ahead. <laughs> I'm not looking ahead. I'm just, I don't know, just what? Uh, I just spreads only seven and a half points, I and tickets that. are only four dollars. If I, I wasn't know. busy this weekend, I'd make that drive. Four dollars. The game's basically free at that point. You just got to pay for the gas. Yeah. I'm not looking ahead. I I respect Northwestern. They're always a tricky team. Don't get me wrong. I just, it's the running game, man. If you can't stop runs, you aren't winning the game. And if they're this poor at running, I mean, and we know how successful we've been running with backups here. I, I do not foresee us losing a game with a dominant rushing attack more dominant than nebraska you know i i, I just if, yeah are we doing score predictions here well we'll get okay. into that i just northwestern's a seven and a half point underdog um i'm taking i'm taking the ghost for that easy money and i know <laughs> you guys are too <laughs> last time you said that we lost <laughs> i know well i know and we all said that I, we're good for one right it happens things happen in college football it does I agree. But um, they don't happen. It doesn't happen too often, I guess. Now, I got to tread, tread lightly here. I know. But I just I can't see it. Something that does help me feel a little bit better is that they just played a super physical team in Michigan last week. So it's not like they're coming off a bye just waiting for us at home. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think this game, typical Northwestern fashion, gets off to a very slow start. I don't think any offense will light it up off the get-go. I hope we just run the ball down their throat right away. Um, History tells me that's just not going to be the case. So I might surprise you here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Gophers 25, Nebraska. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. Disrespect to Northwestern. Gophers 25, Northwestern 18. It's just going to be a weird scoring game. I think Northwestern covers uh, special teams. They'll get a special teams touchdown. That's my prediction. Probably a blocked field goal return. That sounds negative. I, I just, I maybe it's just too much respect in the back of my head for Fitzgerald and and Northwestern. I just think it's going to be a closer game than what people think. You I know, think, uh, go ahead, Max. I, you're right. We can't look. No one can look past Northwestern, and I don't think we will. I'm, I'm really hoping we got all the. The bad juices out against Bowling Green. Um, hopefully, hopefully PJ's culture will continue having success. Blah 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 blah. But I do think his uh, this is probably the perfect game for his whole like we're just gonna score a couple times and play keep away strategy. Like this is probably the best matchup for that because it's only gonna Which take Northwestern also wants to do. So right. it's gonna be it's a gonna fast be... game. I, I would equate this game to when you're playing when you're a kid and you play like don't let the balloon touch the ground. It's basically going to be that. Like, just don't let the other team score, but don't try to do too much too fast. I don't know. It's going to be, hopefully we just get up in the first half and don't give up any points in the second half, which has basically just been how we've been playing. I'm going to go Gophers 28, Northwestern 10. Ooh, yeah, nice. I do add, if if we get to 20 points, I, I there's just no way. I don't see them scoring more than 20. I don't see them getting to 20 with how our defense has been playing. Um I just want to throw that in there. I something just tells me it's going to be a close game. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm yeah. buying too much into the the spread because some people thought it would be a little bit bigger, but you know mm. we'll see. I'm thinking we dominate this game, fellas. Um, it's always tricky. Don't get me wrong. Northwestern's always a tricky game. I don't think we played them last year because of COVID, so it's going right. to be it's going to be interesting. You know, because I didn't really see a go for Northwestern matchup. Historically, they have been tricky. We always circle this one and be in like a, hey, what could happen? But I don't know. I just I just see us dominating on the ground, fellas. 
we're bigger, can do it. And I'm going to feel, I'm going with Max, but I'm going to go a little higher. I got the Gophers winning 35. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. As we said last, uh, last episode, every game until we win the Big Ten is a prove-it game. This is it. As Pretty much. Rate. This is now, like at this point, fellas, this is where every game is so important. Like this is what we were waiting for in Big Ten competition. It's really exciting and fun. and. We got a lot yet to come. Let's let's look at this if you're Northwestern, though. If you're Northwestern, you're thinking, okay, my run defense sucks. We're about to play this big physical gopher offensive line. I had a gopher in there like it adds an intimidation factor to them. They probably don't care. A big physical offensive line that likes to run the football. If I'm that coaching staff, don't you think they're just going to come out and just sell out on the run? It's like, hey, we know this is what you do. We're going to try and stop it. Get us deep. like. I just feel like they're going to put eight guys in the box and we're going to have to, you know, mix it up, play calling at the start of the game just to get the run game open. But yeah, it's going to take time to adjust. I hope we're able to do it because we weren't against few teams, but especially not Miami. Or, <laughs> we didn't actually adjust in Miami either, but I meant, uh, I meant Bowling Green. So yeah, just be weary. They're going to pull out all the stops. The grass will be long and wet, even though I don't know what the weather's like, but they'll just, you know, Anything to slow us down. Yeah. It's a great week in the Big Ten, by the way. This 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 weekend is is huge. Um we'll get into the spreads here. I think if you're going for Big Ten games, which I think the Big Ten really has most of the uh most of the big matchups. Um I know everyone's talking about Michigan versus Michigan State for good reason. In state rivalry, undefeated. I'm really excited to see Wisconsin and Iowa play. The battle of defenses, like who's going to come out on top? Because I think Wisconsin's defense is good enough to get their offense in great position, but Wisconsin's offense has been awful, and they're going against a very good Iowa defense. So it's really going to, and I I don't know. I I just like those low-scoring defensive games that you can get in the Big Ten. Do you have the over-under at in front of you, Kurt? Accented in a little while ago. I believe it's around 37. Yeah, it went wow. down. Didn't it, didn't it open up? I think it opened up at 38 and a half, but I might be wrong on that. Um, here, I'll click it. Oh, man, that's at the same time as Sparty versus Michigan. Why? Yeah. Why do they do this to us? <laughs> what, what channels are those on? Um, for Michigan and then ESPN, ESPN. for yeah. Iowa. No, okay, well, no. let's get into them both because um, I think both of these are really tough. So Michigan is at Michigan State. I want it show me the spread on the same screen. That's annoying. All right. Michigan at Michigan State. ESPN is giving Michigan a 56% chance to win. They are four-point favorites. It was four and a half, so oh. more money must be coming in. And Sparty, obviously. Look at this. Michigan, six and one against the spread. Michigan State, five, one and one against the spread. So they're both very good spread teams. Um, and I just don't, I don't know. Uh, this is this is screaming do not touch i know <laughs> if you're to actually bet it's yeah. got that rivalry factor that you just you have no yeah. idea from a betting standpoint right. you have no idea how it's gonna go yeah you know both of these teams have been playing really well i i said this i think that the most physical team wins this game we saw a pretty dominant performance from michigan last week and i just feel like michigan has been you know, I feel like Harbaugh has this team right now on something that I don't think he's had his teams at while as he's been at Michigan. I think this team's been a little different, and I think this is the year that they might do something in, out in the Big Ten East. However, I think that Michigan State will cover this. I think it's got to be a field goal game. Like you said, Kurt, it's a rivalry game. I do think Michigan will end up winning, but I don't think that it's going to be by more than Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Sparty 2 just to take the points. They could win. I don't know. I mean, it's in East Lansing. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State, I don't have his name in front of me, but their running back has been sneakily like brought up in some of the Heisman conversations. Um, Walker the third. Yeah. Like, he's been great. Um, Kenneth? It's Kenneth. Believe, yeah, okay. that sounds right. So it's like Michigan State's got some weapons on offense, and their defense has been solid. Michigan's defense, we all know what that is. And then their ground game is it's Michigan. But I don't know. 
the weird thing, someone, I can't remember who pointed it out that I saw the article about, but someone pointed out basically saying like, what, what's so, like, what's different or what's off about Michigan this year? And someone brought up how like Arbaugh hasn't been as like outspoken in previous years. And it kind of makes sense. Like, has he kind of changed his tone on the team to be like, look, let's just take care of business. Like, or is this going to be one of those Harbaugh losses where just kind of, not he blows it, but it seems like he kind of loses these big games every year. Yeah, I just, the game, I remember last year, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I know Michigan played Sparty. I thought it was the week right after us last year in that weird COVID year. Might have been a, like a week after that, but or two weeks after that, I guess. But just remember Michigan State completing deep ball after deep ball on these guys. Like they couldn't stop the one-on-one matchup. I, and I, if, I, I feel like when Michigan State's offense is rolling, it is the better offense compared to, to Michigan's. Um, I'm not sure that Sparty's got the offensive line that Michigan does, and I don't think I don't think at all that they have the defense that Michigan does, especially up front. Um, you know, Sparty is allowing on average 400 yards a game this year. Um, now they have made some strides as of late. I think they've gotten a little bit better, but their last two opponents were Rutgers and Indiana, two offensively challenged teams. Um, although they beat Rutgers by more than Michigan did being said something tells me that michigan is motivated uh more than usual for this game you know it's rivalry obviously they always want to play but after last year's kind of embarrassing loss when they thought they had a really good squad um i think michigan's gonna get them this year i think they win i think they win by seven maybe more i'm gonna take the wolverines i really didn't think i was going to but i i think they're just gonna be able to pull away right on all right Next, we have the game um, that we were talking about. Iowa visiting Camp Randall, 11 a.m. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I haven't seen a ton of Wisconsin games lately um, besides the Purdue, or not the Purdue one, uh, the Army game is the last one I kind of checked in on. But Wisconsin's got to be feeling good after that last dub over Purdue. They they pounded them, um, which I really wasn't expecting. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Iowa. Which they say is is a you know about a three point advantage, so they think that Wisconsin is maybe slightly favored in a neutral site, like neutral setting game. I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, over under is currently thirty six and a half, so let's add that into our picks. I'm gonna go, man. I'm gonna go Iowa to cover just because they're getting the points. I think it's gonna be super close, and if they can lose by a field goal and still cover, I like that because um, I think it will be that close. I'm going to go Iowa wins 23-20, to 20, so I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to go over, and Iowa covers. Ah, uh, gosh. I, I think that Wisconsin will win. Um, I will go with Wisconsin covering, too. I think that it will be a score of 14-20. to 20. Okay, wow. <laughs> I really don't see this game going too high up into the numbers here. That's that's just my guess, fellas. I just can't see. Okay, Wisconsin's defense, I think, is a little superior to Iowa's. Both great defense, but I think that they have the edge here. They're at home, and I think that they're going to create opportunities for Mertz and the offense to score. But their offense is not very good, so I don't think that they're going to be able to put up these numbers. So that's kind of my thinking behind. I understand. Yeah, this is it's always a tough one when it's like. Two teams with the same strength and weakness, right? Like good defense and good defense and bad offense and bad offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where's where's the edge? Um both teams allowing under a hundred yards rushing per game. <laughs> Iowa checking in at eighty nine point seven, Wisconsin at fifty three point three, which I, I gotta say, I agree with you, Spencer. I think turnovers aside, and I know that's huge, and Iowa is great at that. I think almost what Wisconsin's defense is doing is mo- almost more impressive because they're getting no help from their offense at all. Iowa can at least capitalize off what the defense gives them. Wisconsin's offense really doesn't seem to be doing that. So, man, it's just going to be sweet. Yeah, it's one of those. It feels like it's it feels like it's one Graham Mertz mistake away from an Iowa win. Um, and I'm going to take Iowa, and I'm going to take Iowa to win 14 to 10. Nice. It's picked the same score. Yeah, it's it's Did gonna it really? be this low. Yeah, just opposite, be this low opposite guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so here I got this. I found this tweet I saw earlier today. Now, this is assuming a lot, especially because we still have to go on the road to Indiana, Northwestern, and we still got to play Illinois. But stick with me here. So who wins the Big Ten West? And it all starts with this game this week. It, 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 again, it assumes that we're winning this week. So if Iowa wins, then it goes to Minnesota versus Iowa. And then if Iowa wins that matchup, they go. They go. Say Iowa wins, but then we win. Obviously, it's the Gophers. If Wisconsin wins this game, holy smokes, the the possibilities start. There's a lot of stuff that uh, comes into play here. So say Wisconsin wins. Then it goes to who wins Minnesota versus Iowa. If Iowa wins and us versus Iowa, then it goes to who wins Wisconsin-Minnesota. If Minnesota wins versus Wisconsin, it's who wins between Iowa and Nebraska. If Nebraska wins, we still win the West. If Nebraska loses to Iowa in that last week, then Iowa goes. Okay? Did you follow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really do not want to be relying on Nebraska. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now go back here again. Say Wisconsin wins. And say Iowa beats Gophers. You right. go to Wisconsin versus Minnesota. Who wins? Say the Badgers win. Then it comes down to Nebraska versus Wisconsin. If Nebraska wins that game, Iowa goes. If Wisconsin <laughs> game, then Wisconsin goes. Okay? So you got that? Now back back up to the top. Say Wisconsin beats Iowa. Then say uh, Wisconsin beats the Gophers. Then you have who wins, Nebraska or Wisconsin. If Nebraska beats Wisconsin in that situation, Gophers go. But if they lose, then Wisconsin goes if they beat us, Nebraska, and Iowa. So there's just so many different possibilities that can happen here. It's, and again, that's assuming that Wisconsin, Iowa, and us win out over these teams like Northwestern and Illinois. And I know that's saying a lot, especially when we just saw Illinois beat Penn State on the road. Um, it's just it's just fun to it's and fun Purdue to look beating at. beating Iowa on the road. Exactly. Yep. But I think Purdue has played everybody already uh, of these three teams, I should say. But yeah, yeah it's it's just it's crazy what. Uh, how this can all shake out i mean yeah. i really i really hope it's not the uh we lose to iowa and then you know beat wisconsin and then we need iowa to lose to Nebraska. you know i hope it's just we win it outright obviously but just all these different situations that can come into play or like the one where we beat iowa we lose to wisconsin but then nebraska beats wisconsin so we go i i don't know it's a, it's fun to look at i'm sure people i hope you guys followed because i'm looking at the diagram so everything i said in my head made total sense but i'm sure it I lost some people it's whatever all right next one and i want to pick these ones just because uh the spreads are so interesting if rutgers at illinois um rutgers is a 53% chance to win this game, according to ESPN. They are a point and a half favorite. I think it's a total trap game for Illinois coming off the huge upset win in nine overtimes with an apostrophe because the overtimes are different now. But coming off a nine overtime victory at Penn State on the road, then Rutgers is coming off a bye week. I do like Rutgers to get past Illinois in a close one, but I think they win by three to seven in that range. So I'm going to take Rutgers. What's this? What's this spread? Rutgers is a point and a half favorite. So they got to win by two or more oh. to cover. I'm going to go with Illinois in this one, fellas. I don't know why. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with them. Yeah. I just don't. Um, Rutgers is way better than they used to be. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not a firm believer in. Yeah, they're one of the only teams. Them in Indiana are the only teams that don't have a Big Ten win. Does that sway you to join my side, Max? <laughs> um, I'm going to take Illinois at home. I don't know. Rutgers, Rutgers has played a lot of teams close, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Just in my heart of hearts, I just don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. That's completely fair. I'll take, uh, I'll take Brent Bielema and his amazing team. His amazing gut. Which, by the way, was that just a brilliant move on his part to uh, tell everyone that his Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They all came out. You know, I didn't like the what he said, but they the team just kind of came out and all, like, supported him. So I guess it is what it is. I don't know. But I don't yeah, know. it feels like one of those that, like, as a coach, you really got to know your locker room and how they're going to respond yeah. to that, right? Yeah. Um, 
Um, all right, getting out of the Big Ten for a second here, uh, you have Georgia versus Florida. Neutral site game, technically. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I, th- I think it's always played in Jacksonville, isn't it? I want to say it is. I don't know that for a... Maybe not. Am I wrong on this? No idea. Uh, yeah, honestly, I did not even know it was a neutral site game. But... I feel like the last year it's been in Jacksonville. I want to say it is, but I don't know, I guess, for sure. Anyway... Florida versus Georgia. Georgia is a 14-point favorite. Georgia's defense has given up four touchdowns all year. Both teams are coming off a bye. I got got Georgia, man. That really did it for me. I had no idea about that. That is insane. Can you just think about that? Four all year? Yeah, these they're Bulldogs are giving up on average. They're giving up an average of 6.6 points per game. And they're giving up only 207 yards per game. Could I'll this go be Georgia. The year that someone beats Alabama. This is Saban. such a cop out. I'm going to take Georgia as well, but I wouldn't be shocked again because this is such a rivalry game. And I think Dan Mullen's a good coach. A lot of people seem to be down on them this year and just down on Florida in general. I still think they're a solid team. Um, but I, yeah, I think Georgia's just built different this year defensively for sure. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Georgia. I. 20. <laughs> yeah, I want to take Georgia too. Um, yeah, I did not know this was neutral site. Looking at it, when I thought it was in the swamp, it was what it was kind of like. Oh man, like that is a tough place to go and win like by more than two scores. Um, it, I don't know. And to Florida has just kind of been weird this year, so yeah. it it just feels like it's it'll be like a a 24 to seven Georgia win. Yeah, that's a sounds about right, but. Just to, just to show how back and forth I'm with the feel of these games, which is pretty much everything I go off of, which maybe that's why I haven't been winning money lately. But uh, I was going to call Florida upsets Georgia last week because I also thought it was going to be in the swamp. And they're both coming off a bye. I thought Florida might catch them. But given that they were both on a bye and it's not in the swamp, I and just watch that Kentucky game. And I, I'm a believer in Georgia. I think they're really, really good. Um, yeah, so stay away from that. Oh. That was a just random. Another point going way back to the Iowa Wisconsin game. Iowa is also coming off a bye, and I feel like this physical matchup that's gonna. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's not. It's something too though. Wisconsin is a mental hurdle for Iowa. I know Iowa beat them last year, but you know as we acknowledge, it's kind of a weird year last year. Not that it doesn't count. It's just it was different. And Wisconsin's down this year, but I don't. I don't know if Iowa always walks in with a ton of confidence against Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Wisconsin always seems to get them but anyway um skip the game i put money on that's all right penn state visits ohio state like we mentioned a little bit ago penn state got shocked by illinois at home clifford did play he didn't play great they are an 18 and a half point underdog and i'm torn um as they usually come out and play ohio state really really tough more than 17 i really don't like that but ohio state is home They've been clicking too, man. They've been on fire. I know it was Indiana, but they just absolutely throttled them last week. And it was Maryland the week before, and it was Rutgers the week before that. They're ticked about that Oregon game, it looks like, every time they take the field. I'm going to take Ohio State, but I really don't feel good about it. I wouldn't put money on this spread just because Penn State is a good team, I believe. And they they just play Ohio State really tough. So I don't know. I'm going to go Ohio State, and I just don't feel good about it though cover i like them to win pretty easily but i, yeah. I just to cover the 18 and a half points I, I don't know about that i got ohio state and i feel a little confident saying that too they've just been on a tear ever since like you said Kurt, they lost to oregon they just look like they're mad um i just think they'll give it to, to penn state penn state just seemed after hard losses to iowa and then a really tough loss and nine overtimes to illinois that can just be deflating and now you're going, you know, I guess you could, it could be motivational too, obviously going against Ohio State, but that stuff can be demoralizing. You know, they, the CFP is out of the picture now. Yeah, I just, I just think it's all Ohio State, this one, fellas. Yeah, this one, this one's tough. This is one where earlier in the year, a lot of people probably had this one circled. Um, getting to it now, it's like, oh, well, Penn State, what happened? Like, <sighs> I do think Ohio State will win easily, but I'm going to take Penn State to cover. 
it's a night game. I know it's in the shoe, but I don't know. I think Penn State will wake up for this one and at least yeah. cover. I, I think I think you're right. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I would not bet this game at all. I would stay far away. Or if I am I'm teasing the crap out of it. But anyway, one more just to throw at you guys as uh before we go here. Just because I put money on it. I didn't get the Nebraska line I wanted. They are six and a half point favorites at home coming off a bye. Sorry, I didn't get the six and a half point spread. It's up to seven and a half last I saw. Um that's what I got it. Seven and a half points they're favored by at home against Purdue. What do you guys think there? Oh, you know, Nebraska's had a tough year. They played seven straight hard games, lots of tough losses. And it's like, again, it's been almost demoralizing for them, I'm sure, especially after losing to us. Um, but I think they get the rest that they needed. I think they get a big win that the Husker fans have been longing to wait for against the Purdue team, who... I don't really know how to read the this Purdue team, but I think that they got at home. Week. They got pounded. It just after beating Iowa, it just kind of dumbfounding a little bit, honestly. But I think it Purdue went back finally, to being Purdue. Yeah, I think I'm sorry. I think Nebraska thinks feels, or I think Nebraska finally gets their stride in the things. I think they they get this one, fellas. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm gonna take the Huskers. Um... Outside of that Iowa game, Purdue's offense has not been that impressive. Um, in Nebraska, is this a night game too? That's a good question. I just closed ESPN be- after I asked you. I don't know. <laughs> it is a two thirty kickoff. Yeah, I mean that doesn't change my mind. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think Nebraska wins by like ten, maybe fourteen. Let's go. All right, I hope so. Come on, Husker Nation. I, I felt pretty good about that six and a half. I wish I would have got it. Obviously, a lot of people felt good about it because I got it in the day it came out, but it just still, it, it changed. So, um, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, you know, we'll talk to you next week after a gopher dub over Northwestern. I hope I didn't jinx us. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you later.